Good morning, everybody. Happy Sunday. It's your girl, Super Cindy. Welcome to Community Matters. You know what this show is all about. Each and every Sunday, we cover things that are happening in our community. So live in the studio right now, I have Mr. Darius Daughtry, who's the founder and artistic director of the Art Prevails Project. Good morning, Darius. Good morning, Cindy. Well, happy to be here. How are you feeling this Sunday morning? Oh, I feel blessed. Blessed yes. on the Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. So we have a lot to talk about. First, let everyone know... What is Art Prevails Project? All right. So Art Prevails Project is a nonprofit performing arts organization. I started it uh, mainly because I I was a a teacher for a while. I taught middle and high school. I taught creative writing and theater. And one of the things I saw when I was there is um, just the gap that existed for a lot of uh, people um, in regards to access to the arts, exposure to the arts. Mm -hmm. They were removing a lot of artistic programming from schools. Mm -hmm. Uh, So um, for me... Our Prevails Project is an organization that's designed to kind of fill those gaps, to kind of come in and connect the community with the arts. So what we do, we do full-scale, like, theatrical productions. So uh, we also do more uh, pop-up performances. We do um, community events, uh, like monthly community events. We host some open mics. And one of the things I love is that we do a lot of education, arts education. So we teach creative writing, p- p- performance um, from to everybody from, you know, elementary school to senior citizens. Like, basically, with you saying art prevail, art lives. Absolutely. It's the Art That's Lives it Project. So, no, that. so I, our, our slogan is... You know, like if on my T-shirt it says, "When all else fails, art prevails." Oh, super cute! Yeah. So you spoke about some of the things, some of the initiatives that you, well, the initiative we spoke about, but some of the ways that you make those initiatives happen. Mm-hmm. And so let's speak about first this one, the open mic, what and and creative writing. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you think creative writing and having open mic affects the child's self-esteem, their thoughts? Or so um, when I was teaching, so real like real quick, I I mm-hmm. I, I left um, corporate America and started teaching. Okay. Um, and I noticed. Was that shocking? Oh, it was <laughs> life changing. Listen, it was cra- it was crazy. It was um, I, it was very like I left because I felt like I wasn't doing anything, you know, with my life. Like mm-hmm. I was making money, but I was like, yo, this is not. I'm not, not really. I'm not, yeah, I'm not really doing. Happy. I'm not really being a, an impactful citizen. Yeah. So I left. Started teaching. It was a complete culture shock. <laughs> uh, I start. I taught middle school, mm. which was even more more of a culture <laughs> shock. It was Those like, yo, kids. these kids. And I, I actually struggled as a teacher at the beginning. What uh, subject were you? I was you teaching reading. In? They 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 put me in, mm. in seventh grade reading. And that and, showed you that they yeah. really and like some some of my students had were reading on the second and mm. third grade levels in the seventh grade. in the seventh grade. Mm. So and I, and I was struggling trying to kind of get them to connect to what I was uh, teaching and wanting to learn right so what I use I use okay cool let me I, I brought in things that I, I liked so I started bringing I brought in hip-hop I brought in like you know poetry so you know one of the first lessons that some of the kids actually connected to was a lesson I did that was all around outcast mm. right so we we played an outcast song I, I bleeped out the curse words yeah. you know <laughs> uh Gave them the lyrics and we broke down the lyrics and we talked about things. We talked about how that applies to their lives and, you know, mm-hmm. connecting. And so, like, I was able to get them to see that words are impactful and important. And then my biggest thing was to make them a part of the learning process because oftentimes in the schools, children aren't a part of the learning process. They're just giving information. So um, once they connected that and they started writing themselves, then I got them to, to read more. 
you know. Mm. Uh, so that started. That was my first year teaching. And so from that point on, as I taught, I always implemented uh, music and poetry and things in, into my classes. I see it now that I have students that come back. And so in here right now is one of my former students who works with me, with me now, you know, mm. and I just I see um even the young people that I've I've worked with, how those moments, those opportunities to for full self-expression, for the ability to feel that uh, what you're saying in your life is valid and validated, matters. and it matters, and mm-hmm. what you're saying it means something. You know that how impactful and transformative that is, mm-hmm. and that's and that's not only for young people. So you know we do things with with like I said, senior citizens as well, and some of the stuff I did this past um, you know past couple of months with this, this man. He actually he's a snowbird. Mm-hmm. And he came down, and he's, he lives in New York, and he found this class that we were doing. He took it. He's he was seventy eight years old, mm-hmm. and he he's like, yo, this is like the best thing in my life. Like, I'm so wow. happy I've had this experience because I wasn't, you know, I was I've lived a fruitful and and fortuitous life, but this here, me being able to at this age and to recollect and recount some of these things that I've, I've experienced and put them in words. Um, and then to has, look forward to the class. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, nah. So, so yeah, I think, you know, we oftentimes underestimate the power of words and the power of mm. um, self-expression because society kind of tries to squeeze all of the individuality out of us. You know, previously I interviewed um, the Jason Taylor Foundation when they were having their Poetry Slam mm-hmm. contest. I forgot the proper name. Please don't kill me. L- louder Than a Bomb. Yeah, Louder yes. Than a Bomb. Yes. Okay, and you, I see here in your bio that you were part of that project initially, like yeah. the launching of it? Absolutely. Or? So, yeah, um, I worked for the Jason Taylor Foundation for about three and a half years, mm-hmm. um, and I was instrumental in bringing Louder Than a Bomb uh, to Florida, uh, myself and Seth Levitt. So, yeah, so I was the director of the of what's called the Omari Hardware Wig Blue Apple Poetry Network, uh, you know, the name Omari Hardwick. Ghost, uh, a.k.a. Ghost, Ghost AKA from Ghost, Power. my homie mm-hmm. O. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I was the director of that. Um, and I just, I mean, literally, it's been a year since I left. But you know the reason why I bring that up is because when I interviewed the two kids that they brought from that program, who it seemed like they had been there for a few years, mm-hmm. and I asked them, like, how does writing and poetry and being on stage and being to express yourself in front of a crowd or in front of one, how does that affect your life? And they both on the same, it was a, a guy and a girl, they both basically had the same thoughts like you know what this did change my life of how I express myself how I care about other people how I interact with other people so I want to give you a high five yeah, for thank you. helping yeah, those, launch that program absolutely. And those are my babies too those, those, like I mean they're grown but they're, they're like you know, two they're, two of my kids. They're awesome, and yeah. the girl was awesome. The guy he did like what was his name? Marnino. Yeah, Marnino. Yeah. He did a poem that he had written about an ex girlfriend. Mm. Yes, honey, he was <laughs> he was slicing her into pieces. I was like, but it sounds so beautiful. Yeah, yes. he was slicing. Yeah, her. that's what you got. That's what you gotta do. <laughs> you know how you guys. That's do, what poets can, poets can do. Yeah. <laughs> no, but poetry is so big, cause what and, and I'm embarrassed to say this, but I was telling them that day that. 
you know, I'm one of those people, and rest his soul, Will the Real One. I was good friends with Will, and one day when I went to one of his shows, because I really didn't go to poetry shows mm-hmm. that much, because I and he was like, why don't you ever come to my shows? And I was like, because. It's like, I feel so stupid because I just don't get the whole, <laughs> in my soliloquy, and the like, I just, it just, those words yeah. don't absorb into my brain. I have no idea what the people are talking about. Yeah. So he was like, Cindy, and he's like, had this long conversation with me. And so that's why I'm like very afraid of going to poetry things, because I don't want to like just be like I'm drifting off and I don't know what's going on. But these two young people that came here that day, really the way they spoke to me about the whole thing, because I I was definitely looking at it in the wrong way, obviously. So... I want to give you a high five because you raised them well yeah, as far as the poetry up. world. Yeah, that's what's up. And you, you got to come. So, so now you got to come out to some of, some of our stuff. Uh, no, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I definitely want to support and, and support that. So now you also said about theatrical performances. What what are those? Yeah, so um, one of my backgrounds is in theater, and I'm a playwright and director. Mm-hmm. Uh, I taught theater uh, in high school. How did you know that you had that gift? Like, did you just one day write in a journal and like, I'm the bomb? Or like, what did you do? So a couple things. So <laughs> for really just writing, when I first started writing, it li- literally was, I was angry as a kid. Mm-hmm. And this counselor said, hey, uh, boy, um, here's a pad and a pen. Mm-hmm. Uh, put that energy somewhere else because you're going to get in trouble. Where did you grow up? Here. I grew up here. Okay. Primarily. Okay. Um, and uh, so I started writing and literally my first, you know, poems and writings were curse words to my dad. Mm. Like, like I was just cursing him out, you know, okay. I didn't even know how to curse properly. I was just, I was just <laughs> calling him all kind of stuff. Gibberish. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but then I, I started like writing, kept, I kept writing, kept writing and, and I felt good about it. Mm-hmm. And then somehow I started making comic books. I started making my own comic books. I was I, when I look back at them now, my my pictures were horrible, but like I was writing some, <laughs> pretty, some, pretty, some pretty good stories. Good. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so That's all that uh, yeah, so like you know, as as a youth, I I kind of I was you know did some some child acting, and I, mm-hmm. I got into like in the plays, and I would read a lot of plays, and just like reading. I read a lot as a kid. Mm-hmm. I, I read a lot, and I was always just fascinated with words. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was it became natural. Okay, well, I'm, I read a lot, and I'm fascinated with. I, I get up on the stage and I say them. Let me see. Let me try my hand at at crafting this. So started writing stories and start writing, um, uh, you know, short plays and would, would you know I was a kid that would write something and then you know my, when my family came over I would come down and like hey let me let me Recite do you, let me show you my thing let me <laughs> let me do my little monologue or something oh, on you cool. that kind of stuff uh, but then I really got into it in high school and then mm-hmm. in college. Cool. Yeah. So then so now with these with your experience of being a writer or whatever the theatrical performances is what consists of what things you. You've written the students have written yeah so or... so our prevails project is a creative collaborative um mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of people involved in it um i'm the founder and artistic director but i was like i have like a group of um poets and actors and writers oh, so and, like and a crew. right it's a crew it's a yeah. crew we were squad cool. squad up okay um <laughs> but um you know and these are like you know young from young adults to adults mm-hmm. um and so for instance we have coming up july 28th something that's called the the happening a theatrical mixtape volume two we did volume one last year it was a a resounding success um and so what's interesting is about this is that it's it's centers around senseless community violence so Mm. a lot of things that we do we don't make sure that there is a uh, an impact and it's just not just for entertainment we're gonna yes it affects all our lives absolutely so we're gonna do something that that either like educates or um inspires or touches something or asks mm-hmm. some pivotal questions yeah so this uh Makes you think, absolutely like, yeah. absolutely and feel mm-hmm. so like so this show uh we i mean we just you know started rehearsal a couple weeks ago um so it 
it is something that I wrote, uh, but it it implements poetry. There's some poetry in it. There's some music. There's dance. Mm-hmm. Um, but it involves like a lot of people from around the community will be doing it at the African American Research Library Ooh. on the 28th. We're doing on the 27th. We're doing a, a so free. That's in Broward. You're doing it in Broward. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're we're based do- out of Broward. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't ask that. Yes. My bad. Yeah. So we're doing on the 27th. We're doing a a, a free show. We're um, inviting some. Um, Local youth organizations uh, want to get some young people maybe involved in the juvenile justice system mm-hmm. to come out um, for the show. So, um, so it's going to be a two night thing. One, so it'll be a two. So free. right. So the, it'll be a two day. So during a day on the twenty seventh, that'll be only. It'll be invited and to invited organizations and groups to come out and and, and experience that. Mm-hmm. But then on twenty seventh, twenty eighth, it'll be to the public. Awesome. And like when when people go to. How do you get the people that are the artsy actors, poets, and everything to be in your theatrical performances and in your program? So what's interesting is a couple of ways. So one, we do like auditions and stuff, and mm-hmm. and or and also we people reach out to us via um, Instagram and stuff. So they see a lot of things that we're doing, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Hey, how can I get involved with this?" Um, but also, a lot of the young people that are involved are my former students. You oh. know that like, people that I that I taught in high school that are still local and are still uh, aspiring to. How long did you teach for? I taught for seven years. And you still say? And how long did you, ago did you stop? Uh, I think I last taught four four or five years ago. And they still keep in touch. Absolutely. With you. I mean, Your they, students so, loved you. Then. Yeah, they love. They better. They better. <laughs> yeah. They better. So, uh, you, so you still have students yeah, involved? So, yeah. So, yeah. So I have students that are involved as you know, um, who are amazing performers um, and just who are interested not only in just being a performer, but also in doing something that is as impactful and that matters. And so, so a lot of the people that, that are involved in what we do are students that I've actually touched from um, a long, quite a long time, mm-hmm. but then also, you know, just, con- just doing things and, and kind of like building a net and a network uh, and gravitating people gravitating towards what we do because they see that what we're doing is, um, is quality we're doing quality an and, and making an impact, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we get a lot of people who come out from, we, we do a, a monthly event called Saturday sessions. Mm-hmm. What, when is the, when so we, those? every first Saturday we okay. do it right, right in the cis trunk area. It's like a, a free community event. And, um, we know we have vendors, we have food out there and we have a, um, it's every, every first Saturday from five to eight, we do a five from five to six. We do an open mic. So it's completely open mic. So whatever, anybody come up there and do your thing. We have, mm-hmm. we've had everybody from 10 year olds get up there and rap and, and do poems mm-hmm. to, you know, um, the grandmothers in the neighborhood come out and, and sing a song. And then from six to eight, we do featured performers, which are more of the more more the more seasoned performers people who are up and coming Mm -hmm. emerging artists uh to come out and and do their thing so um we usually get a a really good crowd uh very i mean the vibe is amazing um i encourage everybody to come and check it out and so like a lot of people often see that and come out to that and Mm -hmm. then you know some of those people end up in some of the other productions that we end up doing. What happens when someone hits you up on Instagram or goes to your first Saturday and um, and is so interested and into it, and then they audition and they just can't cut they, they it? Do you make them it. lighting? Uh, they handle um, the lights and the sound or something? So, I mean, we, you can listen, go get the donuts. I mean, look, we 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 every, yeah. we encourage everybody to, to find you know what they're what gifted they're at. at. Right? What, what's your gift? <laughs> just because you're passionate about something doesn't Don't mean that's your gift, right? <laughs> exactly right so um but the great thing is we do a you know we teach as well mm-hmm. like we have classes we so if if you need to you know strengthen your acting chops or whatever you know we can help you 
So right. where, do, where do you go for acting classes? That's interesting. So right now, so we mm-hmm. were doing it at this uh, the Southside uh, Cultural uh, Art School, a school that they opened up right off of, um, right in the down, downtown. But mm-hmm. we're transitioning, so um, out of that space, and we're, we're going to kind of figure out another space pretty soon. Well, we'll get all your information at the end Absolutely, of the show yeah. to, to find out Absolutely. and to follow and all yeah. that good stuff. So now what about the, um, let me see what I was going to ask you. The um, So... The creative writing portion of your mm-hmm. program, yeah. what does that? Because like a lot of people might have the passion to write but need help with that as Absolutely. well. How yeah. does someone open up and learn how to open up and write from their soul like and from their the heart? Gut, from the gut. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, from the depths. Absolutely. Oh, well, you're good. You want to keep going? Keep going. Um, from the, I can't think of anything okay, else. That's, okay, that's all right. <laughs> you, you take our class. You take a, we got you. Um, so, no, it's... Um, Really, it boils down to removing masks. I would think of like you know mask mask off, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that, right? Like the idea of just uh, being unafraid to to be vulnerable, you know. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, as people, we don't even allow ourselves to be vulnerable with ourselves. Mm-hmm. We continue to lie to ourselves, and we don't we don't even uh, like to recollect and figure out why do I feel this? Why do I think this? Why am I, you know, reacting to this thing this yeah. way? Right. So it's really about connecting to that the truest of ourselves. Because you have to, like, throw when you're—I I feel like when you're writing, you have to throw that ego and what perception you want everyone to see about you and all that out the window. You yeah. just have to let your guard completely down and yeah. open and just— Yeah, I mean, like— Let it out. Like, the best artists of all, of all time are those that are most authentic, mm-hmm. right? When you're as an authentic person and you're not just putting on a the image, a, the image or whatever, right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, we walk, we walk around, you know, all day with a mask on, right? We walk around all day, you know, and we have multiple masks, right? Instagram right. mask, a Facebook exactly. mask, exactly. a Twitter mask. Exactly. <laughs> and then a mask on in person. And then, yes. and then who, who are you when you meet these people? And what about when you meet these people over here? What about mm-hmm. people that you don't know? What about your friends? What about your intimate, you know, partner? Yeah. Like, like, you know, like there's all these things, right? So, you know, we, we'd, all, we'd all be served just to be more authentic. Mm-hmm. And just be our, our true selves. I think when it comes to art of whatever kind, I think those who are most authentic and are, are most able to tap into what is at the core of them are the ones that people outside of them connect to, right? Mm-hmm. Because we connect to authenticity. We yeah. see somebody like yo, yo, that, hey, yo he want he one hundred. He keep it real, like you know, like, like that's right. Them. You know, we 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 connect to that. You know? mm-hmm. And even if that's somebody that we don't relate to automatically, like naturally, like you know, we may be of different ethnicities or genders or whatever, but we see that that person is is honest and true. I mean, I don't want to bring up like so even like you think about that's why Trump got elected, right? So that be- because people felt that he was I mean, he felt that they felt that he was being authentic, mm-hmm. his authentic self. <laughs> right. Right. So, you know, people who were able to connect with his messaging, you know, gravitated towards that. You know, so I think we just be all not that we need to emulate him, mm-hmm, but but the idea of, of being most authentic. And so as a writer, it's important to just be authentic. And oftentimes some writers want to get caught up in trying to sound like others, yep. trying to be like somebody else. And you get yep. that in, with writers and, and rappers and whomever trying to emulate whatever this popping as opposed to just doing you yep. and, and being him, true to you yep. and let that, letting that come out. And But that's also the reason why Cardi B is so successful. Absolutely. Because Cardi B was yeah. herself when yeah. she had her raggedy teeth and yeah. she was herself when she had her straight teeth yeah. and... 
she keeps it 100. That's why her fan base is like, absolutely because they don't know what to expect from her, right. and what they expect from her is yeah. her. Right. So. And so and so even no matter what, like even if you like, oh man, she's not the greatest rapper in the world, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, cool. I respect who she is. She yeah. does. She hasn't changed. Like we don't see anything different from like you said from the time in which she was loving hip hopping it into the time yeah, yeah. that she's you know on the Grammys right exactly. like so, so she's she's herself exactly you know? you know I think a lot of it happens when you see when something gets posted and, and oh who's this guy whatever whatever uh, like but I've done some workshops like say with the Poetry Foundation which is based in, in Chicago mm-hmm. um, I did some work with them you know I, I took a workshop with them in Chicago and then they came down uh, to Miami, and they asked me to host at, to a to conduct workshops for for um, a group, which was pretty pretty amazing. Because like like if you think like the Poetry Foundation is basically um, in the United States, like the hub of of poetry, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's like it's a pretty big deal. So that was a pretty big deal. But um, so O Miami is an organization that does a poetry festival in in Miami every mm-hmm. April. Um, I've done a lot of work with them um, multiple times. Um, my, I think a lot of my experience from working uh, as a teacher in Broward schools mm-hmm. um, helped me make connections where, you know, they reached out to me. And, and I you know, saw your work right. in the organizations Absolutely. you've helped and yeah. then it just spreads. Yeah. Do you like teaching? Which one do you like teaching better, um, younger or older people? Ooh. Wait, what do you mean younger? Like, you know, like the teens and the kids so or teens, the older? Mm-hmm. I like teens some. <laughs> you know? like no no i like them all um mm-hmm. i have people in my my organization that work better with the younger younger people mm-hmm. like elementary school mm-hmm. right that's not you have to have patience yeah because that. that's that's like, not okay. really where I I, I I i do my best work okay you know that's not really where i do my best work i love i got to, i'll tell you like while i've loved uh, working with high schoolers and mm-hmm. young adults my experiences with like the senior population mm. have to be some of the most for me. I I I learned so much from them. I think for me that that's There's why so I, wisdom, I, that's right? why I liked it the best. I think because mm. um, I can I love imparting things upon upon people and giving what I know to others. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I I sit there and I just there are times in which like I'm like dang we got to go already we got, we got, we, are we done already done. because like and they're like yeah we got to go like I mean y'all can't just stay for a little bit because because we just sit there talking and you know I'm they're talking about segregation and and they're talking about Things you know first like hand. like firsthand experiences mm-hmm. and and um, you know forced integration and you know you know we had blacks and whites in the class and you know like like learning from different perspectives and like yes. I'm just sitting there just the soaking this up I'm like yes. yo like this is <laughs> and then to be able to take those experiences and then help them put them in, in words and, and formulate you know these creative ideas creative masterpiece oh, yeah, was, that which comes is, out yeah which was that I love that I love it that's My, so awesome yeah so let's recap our event well your events that you're having yes yes you said on July 27th is well first it's the happening theatrical mixtape volume 2 volume 2 yes and that's going down for everybody open to the public on July 28th July 28th at the African American Research Library and Cultural Center and what time or? so um definitely at 7 we're in discussion now a regarding a, a matinee Oh, so, an earlier show. Yeah, an earlier show. And then on July 27th, that's open to organizations, kids. Right. So and... that's open to uh, summer groups, uh, youth organizations. Um, if you guys are interested, please reach out soon. Uh, mm-hmm. We're kind of filling up. And so, where? how do they reach you? Because we haven't discussed that yeah. yet. Where do they go? Oh, so the easiest uh, thing to do is shoot an email. All right. My name is Darius, D-A-R-I-U-S, 
at artprevailsproject.org or we're all over the internet as Art Prevails Project. If you see like a purple looking um, logo with a pen, like a fountain pen, that's us. I love it. So again, Darius Daughtry, who is the founder and artistic director of Art Prevails Project. Make sure you log on to artprevailsproject.org um, to stay connected, to find out how you can get involved. And like we said earlier, if you can't do it, and you can't teach you. Well, I don't want to say can't, but you can't get it. <laughs> we got space for everybody. You can hold a light or a mic. We got a, space a mic, for everybody. Mic. <laughs> everybody. And make sure you come out Saturday sessions again every every first Saturday in the Sistrunk area. So, you know, you'll see all of all, everything that we do is all over the web and, and, and social media, all that good stuff. All right. Awesome. Thank you, Darius. Your foundation is amazing and we'll stay connected with you. Coming up next, part of Community Matters, I'll be speaking to, to the crew from the Believe in Me Foundation. Don't you move.